I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined today by you, the listeners, the Raccoon Squad, the Locked On Mavericks listeners, and uh, man, lots and lots of stuff going on right now. The uh, the Mavericks over the weekend. We talked about the. Pacers game, uh, we broke that down. We did two pods over the weekend, so if you didn't get a chance to listen to those, talking about some of the Rick Carlisle comments on 103.3, as well as that Pacers game, and uh, man, just all the Dennis stuff that was going on. Isaac had a good conversation with his dad, talking about some uh, old Maverick stuff, and uh, what he thinks about Wes Matthews and Dwight Powell, which is pretty funny, so if you want to listen to that, go check that episode out from Saturday. The Mavericks play the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday at um, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central time. And uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, they're going to play at Milwaukee. Um, not sure whether Kosa Antetokounmpo is going to be able to play against his brother, but that would be super awesome. Really excited to see if that's a possibility. Um, so we're recording this, obviously, before this that game. If you're listening to this afterwards, we will have a podcast talking about that. We may drop it after the game. Uh, but it depends. And then the Mavericks also play the Clippers on Tuesday. So, uh, and that one's at home. So, back to back coming up, but uh, but an early game on Monday today. So, that's going to be a little interesting. Uh, if you notice, Isaac isn't with me today. He's uh, he's busy doing stuff. He's got a full time job working at a church. And so, he's his Sundays are pretty wild. So, for him to, uh, man, I just want to give a big shout out to Isaac because when I first started this, I didn't know if Isaac was going to be as committed to this as I was. Uh, when I started doing Lockdown Mavericks, I was already doing two other podcasts, and so I was locked in. I, I was the one that was like, all right, let's do this, and David Locke's the one that approached me because I had talked to him even before um, Jake and Mike had taken over the, the first hosts of Lockdown Mavs, and so I was the one that w- wanted to do this, and I was pushing for it, and then uh, I approached Isaac, and then I was like, man, I don't know if this isn't what he wants to do full-time. This isn't, this isn't what he's trying to do, and then... When he agreed, he was like, yeah, I'm super into this. And we, we did it for about a year. And then he and his wife had a baby a little while ago. And as soon as he said that him and his wife were pregnant, it's the, one of the first things that I thought selfishly was, I'm going to have to find a new co-host. <laughs> I'm going to have to find a new person to do this with every day because he's just not going to be able to. And that guy has been committed to you guys and to me to do this podcast and to do it pretty much every single day and even to do things like this dentist dash and trade deadline dashes and draft dash and all this stuff all while having a baby there's been several times he's done the podcast with his child literally next to him or in his lap or holding him and uh it's pretty wild that he's been able to stay quiet during those times but big shout out to isaac for just uh sticking with us and and being with us so all right i said that the co-host today is the listener there is a massive, massive story. Um, massive for some people. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It's kind of what I assumed was going to happen. And I mentioned that on you know, yesterday's podcast that we talked about this. Uh, from Sham Sharania, uh, from the Athletic and Stadium, which I don't even know what stadium is. Like, do you guys even know what stadium is? I feel like I just see Shams tweet it, and that's kind of the only thing. I've also seen stadium on a gas station 
video, like a, a screen, like a TV screen for gas stations. If you ever pull up and, and try to you know fill up your tank and you see those TV screens or sometimes they'll have like a Jimmy Fallon bit on there or they'll like have some random thing. Sometimes I'll see like from stadium, something like that. So who knows? I have no idea what watch stadium is, but uh, sources tell um, Sham Sharania after Dallas head coach Rick Carlisle and guard Dennis Smith Jr. spoke on a call. Smith will report to the Mavericks on Tuesday and play against the Clippers. Carlisle and Smith had productive conversations. Okay, so he's will report on Tuesday and play against the Clippers. So his back apparently is not tight anymore. He's not sick anymore. He's back. Dennis Smith Jr. is back. He's not going to play against the Bucks. obviously. He's going to be back for the home game against the Clippers. Uh, it didn't mention where he was going to play. So a lot of people have been asking, you know, is he going to play off the bench? Is he going to start? Not sure. I'm going to assume he's going to start from what Carlisle said uh, on ESPN Radio the other day. He started in every single game he's played for the Mavericks. And so we're going to go with that. But uh, Shams continues and says, Sources tell The Athletic and watch Stadium. Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle apologized to Dennis Smith Jr. in phone conversation, expressing remorse over the situation. The Mavericks have made clear Smith has been a positive presence for them. None of that is new. The apologizing, I don't think that's as big of a deal as maybe some other people think. Um, you like Some people, they just apologize. And Rick Carlisle is not necessarily that kind of a person, but they just apologize for everything, you know? And even if it wasn't their fault, sometimes, sometimes people feel like it's their fault, certain things, and so they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I, work in, I work in the restaurant industry uh, as my day job right now, and so... Uh, I apologize to people. I feel like every time I go to their table and something like something is cooked wrong, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't cook it. I didn't bring it out and like cut into it and look into it and see that that's cooked wrong and give it to them on purpose. Um, so that's what I, I kind of think that this Carlisle apologizing thing. Like, I'm sorry that you felt this way, you know? And uh, if you've ever been in a relationship, you know that apologizing to somebody for the way that they felt is not ever the way to fix a situation. It's just not. It's not the, it's not the way that, uh, because that person is looking to be vindicated for their feelings. They're looking to be, like my wife a lot of times will feel a certain way. And, I'm, and I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry that you felt, you know, X way or however way that you felt. If you felt, uh, you know, that I was disinterested. Uh, I'm sorry you felt that I was disinterested in you and what you were trying to do. That is definitely not enough for her. And that is like not even a real apology in her opinion. And so I'll have to figure out the root of that and figure out where she was actually feeling and, so, and apologize for, you know, that my attentions came off a certain way or I apologize that I did something. It has to be coming from that. It can't just be apologizing for the feeling. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he apologized for because it could be just, I'm sorry that you felt that way. And then that's just, you know, com- going down a completely different route. Um, so, Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, I posted um, <laughs> a thread for everyone to get their feelings out, and I had so much, what are we at, like almost 70 responses um, from from you guys, the listeners, and so I'm going to try to get to as many of these as possible. A lot of them are repeats, obviously, but I'm going to try to go through them and just to call them out and, and shout you out by name and to talk about uh, each one of these and see how people feel and just kind of get the pulse of the fan base, see how we're feeling about this Dennis Smith Jr. thing, and then continue to talk about it and discuss it. So let's take a quick break from what we do. Uh, let's come back and talk about Dennis Smith Jr. All right, first one up. Andrew Cause says, one of three things happen. 
one, he accepts his role, starts to thrive as a spot-up shooter and capable perimeter defender, and grows with Luka for years to come. Two, plays well enough to garner enough trade value where he can become the man on a team that gives Mavs good return. And then he added the third thing. Three, Dennis can't up his trade value, stays on the team until the summer, and ends up being traded for pennies on the dollar. And the Mavs end up want, uh, wanting their top 10 2017 draft pick. Uh, pennies on the dollar, and Mavs end up wanting their top 10 2017 draft pick. Not sure whether I prefer one or two. Depends on what we could get in trade if we get a great offer. I feel like those, I feel like Andrew's right. I feel like those are the three things that could happen now. The three things that could happen now after Dennis comes back. So, We've talked about how Dennis has come back now. The Mavericks, you know, Dennis was upset. He was upset with his role. He was upset with where it was. And so he was the one that stepped away from the Mavericks. This is not the Mavericks pushing away. I'm sure all of you listening think we're a broken record, but I know there are new listeners. And so I want them to just be up to speed with this whole situation. If you're listening to this for the first time, this whole situation has gone off like this. Dennis and his camp have been upset with his role. And they decided to step away. That's why this back tightness thing came up and this fake illness came up and all that stuff. And that's why he stepped away from the Mavericks. The Mavericks have been open to him coming back. Uh, They have been trying to find a trade for him because that's what he has hinted at. He has not specifically asked that per many reports. He has not specifically asked for a trade, but he has hinted enough at one that the Mavericks have tried to explore trades for him. But they didn't really, it seems like they didn't really find anything and now they're saying, okay, well, we we open it back up to you. You can, you know, come whenever you're ready. Carlisle went on ESPN Radio on Friday, I believe, talking about, you know, hey, you can come back. This, it's wide open for you. Whenever you feel like you're ready, that's that condescending kind of feeling statement that he said. It, it wasn't when he said it, but when you read it, it says he can come back whenever he's ready. It's like, it's like when you're a kid and uh, my sister had this problem, you know, when we were growing up. She would never want to finish her food. And so she would just, uh, like if we had roast, if we had a roast or something like that, or like some kind of beef or like meat or something, she would just keep it in her mouth and just like sit there and not chew it and not want to finish it just out of sheer like willpower and rebellion and (laughs) spite that she had to do something she didn't want to do. And my parents would be like, when you're good and ready, you can leave the table. And, and you know, if you finish your, your meal, you can, you can leave the table. And it sort of felt like that from Carlisle. Like, whenever he's ready, you know, it's on you. It's on you to come back. It's on you to finish that that food. It's on you to come back and to, to get over it, to just to, to suck it up and to come back. That's, that's what it sort of felt like to me. Uh, I don't think Carlisle meant it as that, you know, derogatory or that, um, uh, like, <laughs> as that, uh, um, talking down to Dennis, but it did sort of feel like that. Uh, Karam says, I'm curious what ma- what media members will ask him or if he decides not to accept or decides to not accept any questions from the media. That's definitely something I'm interested in. It's a home game, so you know there's going to be tons of media there. It's a Clippers game, so it's not, it's not going to be a ton of national people there, but this has been a big story. And so there will be a lot of people coming out and asking Dennis, and he's going to have to face the media. Uh, there has been times this year where Dennis has um, gotten a, has has left before the media has gotten there. I wonder if he's going to do that, but eventually he's going to have to face the media. Eventually he'll you know he can't sneak out forever. <laughs> you know, uh, he's he's too much of a face of this franchise to not just uh, come out. So yeah, I, I'm very curious what what questions he will ask. If if I was there, a question I would try to ask Dennis is, um, man, 
That's tough. A question I would try to ask Dennis, something along the lines of, what do you envision the best role for you in the NBA? I want to know what he thinks right now because we asked him that his rookie year a lot. What do you think the best role for you is in the NBA? And it's like lead ball handler, guy that's attacking the basket and stuff like that. But um, like next to, you know, with Luca here, what do you think is your best role, best way that you can, you and Luca can complement each other? After all of this, I feel like his, I feel like his thoughts would change, especially after all the Luca hype and especially, by the way, the voting for the All Star ends uh, today. Uh, on Monday, everybody go out and vote for Luca right now because the voting counts twice on the 21st uh, on Monday, and then after Monday, it's done. Uh, and you can also go if you if you haven't voted for Luca and you're like, oh, he doesn't deserve it. Go watch my video on my YouTube channel uh, why Luca should be an All Star and Luca Doncic should be an All Star, all that kind of stuff. So go check that out and vote for Luca because it counts twice today. But I would want to know what Dennis thought about his relationship with Luca on the court. I don't really care about off the court. That that stuff, you know, hasn't been an issue in this at all. Like nobody's even talked about it. Buck's film room comes in and just says L. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if he meant an L for the Bucks because he's not playing against the Bucks um, <laughs> on Monday, or an L for the Mavericks, or an L for trades, or an L for uh, who took the biggest L? Who took the biggest L in this whole thing? I feel like did the Mavericks take the biggest L because they couldn't find a trade for him because now they have this asset that is their second best asset probably on the team. They don't have their first round pick. They have Luca, who's the first best asset, obviously. And Dennis was supposed to be the second best. And they can't even trade their second best asset. I think the Mavs took the biggest L in all of this. <laughs> Just like revealing uh, you know, that that thing that they couldn't get a trade for him. And now if they try to trade him, it just looks like they're trying to, uh, they just try to go back on this. And I don't think everything's fixed either. Well, there's going to be more questions about that going on when I go through more of these responses. I don't think everything's fixed. And it's all like, you know, rainbows and sunshine now. Um, but yeah, the, I think the Mavericks took the biggest L in this. Uh, Sam Gertler says, when your parents make you go, <laughs> go apologize to your siblings after a fight. Uh, and then he said, wait, I didn't answer the question right. Uh, yeah, but it's still funny though. Uh, it does kind of feel like that. Uh, like go make up, go make up with the Mavericks and you know, we'll try to make this right. All things Mav says irrational optimism. I think that's what a lot of people are feeling right now is this sort of, uh, and I don't know if people think it's irrational or not, but they feel like everything is just back to normal. Uh, Cody Smith said, let's go with the Luca gif after Dennis, you know, blocked Tobias Harris. Um, People are now feeling good about this. They're feeling like, okay, oh, he's back. He's back. It's, you know, not just like nothing ever happened. Stuff did happen. This is, I, I can't imagine that players in the locker room won't have some feelings about this. As much as all of you guys have feelings about this, I feel like they're going to have feelings about this too. And that doesn't mean that they hate him or that they don't want him there or that they're not happy to see him back. But, when you try to make a move like this, when you try to pull a power move and it either doesn't work out in Dennis's case, um, or you kind of crawl back with your tail between your legs, uh, or your wood between your legs, depending on how you want to, <laughs> to view this, um, there's there's got to be guys in the locker room that don't feel good about this. Um, but they also need a playmaker more than ever. So if they if they know it's good for their team and for them, they will welcome Dennis back with open arms. And I'm sure most of them will. But th- there has to be in the back of some guy's mind, like, you tried to big-time us. Like, you tried to just get out of here and try to be bigger than you were. 
The Matador has arrived, says, I imagine he'll be gone by the deadline. That could still happen. That's totally, totally still on the table, I believe. I still, after all this, even with Luca, even with Dennis coming back, he's still going to be unhappy with his role. It's not changing unless he comes off the bench and takes over that second unit, which I so desperately want him to do. Um, that's the only way that his role could completely change where he's not playing off the ball sometimes. TH says, glad to have him back. Dennis needs to fire his agent or advisors. The sooner Dennis can realize he needs to play shooting guard with Doncic and lead the second unit at point guard, the better. I agree about the second part. I don't know about firing his agent. Part of this has to come from Dennis. Uh, our whole <laughs> This whole time, Isaac and I have been saying, it takes two to tango. Well, it takes two to tango with Dennis and his agents too. Now there's three agents, so I guess it takes four to tango. Uh, what what can we say with that? Four to four to floss? No, it doesn't take four to floss. Four to finesse? Four to finesse a team? I don't know. Some some kind of saying, but it takes both sides of that player and agent to make a decision like this. Uh, if this just came from, if this just came out of the blue from the agents, like that just would be wild. If they just planted this in his head, and we're like, okay, you're unhappy now. He's like, wait, I'm unhappy. Like just try to convince him of that. I'd be surprised if that was. I don't know about firing his agents. Um, maybe you just get one agent and not three. I don't know about that. Brandon Aiken said, dude is going to kill it and be better than a trade. We would have forced Mavs need something to rally around. I agree with that. Mavs do need something to rally around. Not sure that it's Dennis. I thought it was going to be Dirk. Uh, and it that happens sometimes. But I'm not sure enough guys have been there long enough to try and rally around Dirk. In that way. Uh, Riley Robertson said, Phases of Dennis Smith Saga. One, shocked it came to this. Two, excited about a trade. Three, bummed to lose Dennis Smith. Four, I feel excited as if we signed him as a free agent and nervous it might not work out. I think you're right to feel nervous. This could still end. This is not completely back. He's not, you know, you say excited as if we signed him in free agency, but he's been on the team and there's still a chance that he could get traded somewhere else. Mavs and Cows says, disappointed Mavs didn't get Bamba or Aaron Gordon. Going to take a while to be okay with him again. We didn't talk about this very much, but I saw Kirk Henderson post this, and uh, our friend, friend of the show, Jonathan Charks, posted a uh, an article, CJ McCollum for Aaron Gordon, who says no. Um, and if that's a trade that people are talking about, and if that's a guy whose basketball knowledge I very much respect, thinks that that's a viable trade, uh, there was no chance the Mavericks were going to get Aaron Gordon unless they sent Harrison Barnes with Dennis or, uh, man, I don't even know if that would do it. It's just maybe I think we at the beginning of this, and we didn't think it would be like Dennis and Wes Matthews for Aaron Gordon. Like I, I don't think that I legitimately thought that that was something that would happen unless the Magic way overvalued Dennis. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think that, that was ever going to be possible. Bamba I think it was possible for sure. Dusty says temporary. He's back, but gone by deadline. I still, I still feel like a lot of people are thinking that. Don says I want to see the next level uh, of passive aggressive between DSJ and Rick. Man, that's a good point. Pointing that out because anything that happens on the court now, anything that happens between the two of them, is just going to be magnified, and it's just going to be this huge thing. And there's going to be all kinds of gifts. I'm going to be totally in it. <laughs> I'm going to be the one posting things and just saying, Hey, look at this. You know, anytime that, that Rick and Dennis get into something or talk back and forth, or you see Dennis pouting on the bench, like anytime that happens, this is now fair game. This is definitely something that we're going to be talking about. Um, Zaf- 
Zafari says, cautious optimism, I guess. He's with the cautious optimism group. Mr. Nadrol says, Mavs trying to up his trade value. Carlisle and Dennis probably agreed that if he came back, teams would think he wasn't disgruntled, and that he was actually, quote-unquote, sick, thus forcing teams to give up more if they want to trade for him. This would make both DSJ and Mavs happy. DSJ and his camp would get what they want, and the Mavs would be satisfied since they didn't have to trade DSJ for pennies on the dollar. I totally agree that trying to bring him back is trying to up his trade value. And there's a report, I think it was by, I think it was by McMahon, where it says the Mavericks you know, are are not looking for a trade anymore and didn't find something that was good enough for a trade for them. And that was the biggest, the biggest uh, indicator to me that the Mavericks didn't find a trade good enough for them. And so they're now now their next plan was to try and bring him back, and it's it's gone exactly as planned for them. Uh, if they were, you know, in the, I feel like the Mavs are in the driver's seat now um, with that because with the whole trade situation, because they went out and tried to find one, didn't find one. And so then they pulled this move of, well, we didn't, there's nothing good enough for us. And so now Dennis is going to come back. And it, from the outside, it looks like the Mavericks orchestrated this. But we all know that, you know, Dennis's camp had a lot to do with it too. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's get to more of your responses and more of how we're feeling about Dennis Smith Jr. coming back to the Mavericks on Tuesday. Corey Rages says, I need him to do this to his agent. And then there's a gift from an NBC show, uh, Chicago Fire. I've never watched that show. Close the door on your way out. Uh, Sarah Turner says, lit, but anxious, definitely. Luca and Maxi BFF Club, <laughs> comma, founder says, surprise, relief, skepticism, hesitant hope, fatigue, and intrigued. Fatigue, man. That- Isaac and I were really feeling it. We were on day five the other day, and we were like, man, we're just still talking about this, and nothing has happened. And the thing that was was the most fatiguing about this is how many teams seem to drop out of this. At first, it was, well, the Suns are interested, and the Magic are interested, and then it was, all oh, the Pistons are interested, and then all of a sudden, just those teams kind of waned out, and it wasn't anything new. There was no new information from other teams dropped into this is like oh the bucks are interested or you know it's just a random team somewhere not saying the bucks are actually interested or anything like that but uh just there's no new life added into the story and that added to the fatigue too um different emojis with different colored faces (laughs) sam god (laughs) sham god santiago says will he be soon listed as out again and put out in quotes Totally possible, man. Totally possible. And if they have a trade, then maybe they hold him out for a game. That's that's definitely happened before. Um, Michael Kreiner just posted a g- <laughs> the gif of when uh, when <laughs> when Jim Halpert from the office announces that he's engaged, um, and Michael Michael comes into the office and he's like so surprised, and he just runs over and tackles him because he's so happy for him. Uh, he posted that gif. I can understand when people are happy about it. Uh, just be cautiously optimistic like the rest of them. Nah says, God is good all the time with the prayer emoji. Hello there says, relieved. Um, man, a lot of stuff. People saying happy yet confused. Hallelujah. Uh, here's Matt saying, trade him. If you don't want to be here, I don't want him there. Completely agree with that. I can totally understand how you would feel that way. Um, J-Rock says, if I'm honest, I'd always been concerned with his attitude and this little episode did nothing to make me feel any better. I have faith he can develop into a good player, but I have zero faith he wants to make it work here. I think both of those points are valid now. Um, there's questions about this with Dennis coming into the, the season. Isaac and I tried to uh, dispel those as much as possible, saying, well, he had a bad situation in NC State. Last year, he had the, probably one of the best situations of any rookie. He was given as much opportunity as he wanted. 
He wasn't expected to do a whole lot. He wasn't expected to win games. He had Dirk next to him. He had Devin Harris. He had J.J. Barea. He had Rick Carlisle, who's an awesome coach, who who invested into him, who went and went to his hometown and went to, uh, you know, to and to North Carolina and tried to get to know him and try to use him as best as possible. He had Dirk. He had Dirk, guys. He had Dirk in his rookie year. And he had this awesome fan base and he had just all this stuff going for him. He had one of the best situations. And then it just became a slightly unfavorable situation before because of this season when a better player came in and kind of took his shine and took his spot. And then as soon as that happens, a couple months later, he's responding in this way. I can understand why people would be concerned with that attitude because that was a, that was an issue. And it's not like we're, this is coming out of nowhere. This is something that um, we were concerned about before. Um, Grumpus says the old era died, it was buried, and then rose again. Um, I think if you're going to use the Christ analogy, I feel like this, this you're going to miss the mark there. <laughs> I feel like that's not exactly the way we want to go with this. Uh, Steven says, hope he plays well enough to inflate his trade value. Seems there's only two medium possibilities. Mavs tr- one, Mavs trade Dennis Smith Jr. for a piece that makes more sense on Lucas' team. Two, less likely Dennis remakes himself into elite 3 and D guy. I don't know about elite three and D guy for Dennis. Um, we've been we've been impressed and we've been excited about the the improvements he's made on that area. He's not going to be a three and D guy. He's not going to be he's not going to be a Patrick Beverly running around there. I don't think that that's what he could be. He can be solid on defense and he can be a good three point shooter. But I just don't know if he's going to be elite in those areas. Elite is like I mean you're talking Clay Thompson at that point. It, for me at least, when you talk about elite, those are like one of the top five. 3 and D guys in the league. That's what I think is his elite. Can he be a good 3 and D player? Sure, definitely. I also still want him to attack the basket because that's what he's best at. Um, Ben says, finally, I think he's going to prove why he needs to be our starting point guard. Also, I think connection with Luka going to be strong. I hope so, man. And Luka has you know, said nothing about this and posted nothing about this, and I think that's great. Stay out of it, and then hopefully accept him back with open arms. Um I think after the Pacers game or another game, he says we really miss him. And I uh, hope he just thinks about it in that way. Rolando says, pumped. Need him to do just enough so we can trade him. Simple as that. Good riddance. Uh, Claude, this is random, but this makes me want to tra- <laughs> the Mavs to trade Barnes. Uh, that is kind of random, but I understand the sentiment. I understand now, um, especially after that Pacers game, <laughs> especially after, man, Barnes is just such an interesting player. He has so much going for him. He's so talented, and he's just a black hole, man. <laughs> you give him the ball, and he's just going to drive and drive and drive. And Isaac and I were talking about this the other day. It seems like it's just getting worse. It doesn't seem like it's getting better for him. And he's talked about playmaking in the past. He's talked about how he wants to be a better playmaker. I remember the the story about Harrison Barnes before last season was, well, I want to rebound more, and I want to get more assists. Well, we didn't hear that this summer, and he's definitely not improving in that area. Um Pap says, finally, John Carter said, glad he's back. This team needs an elite point guard to win games. That's definitely true. I don't know if Dennis is going to be an elite point guard this season, but well, he can uh, He can definitely oh, – I don't know why definitely. He can He can improve into that. Uh, elite, you bring up that word again. Um, you're talking about top five in the NBA. Do I think that Dennis Jr. can be a top five point guard in the NBA? Ooh, that is a tough question. It depends on who the other point guards are. We're talking about – Looking, looking to the future, we're talking about De'Aaron Fox being one of those. Luka doesn't count for me. 
Uh, we're talking about, well, Lonzo, I guess, but now Lonzo's out with an injury. Uh, Markel was supposed to be one of them. He's not going to be. Um, man, who are the young point guards? Uh, oh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is definitely going to be one of them. Two Kentucky guys then, Fox and Gilgis-Alexander. Um, yeah, I guess there's not a ton. It seems like there's a lot of young wings and young bigs in the league. Um, the point guard spot is just kind of loaded with guys that are already established. Um, Ning says, Dennis needs to play his heart out to increase his value. I see as pure business relationship from now on. He'll still be traded either close to the end of the deadline or in summer. At the end of the day, he needs the Mavs more than they need him. Um, that is not true. I completely disagree with that. At the end of the day, he needs the Mavs more than the Mavs need him. Definitely not. The Mavericks need Dennis Smith Jr. so badly. If And just look at that Pacers game. When Luka is out and now with J.J. out, if Dennis is out, there's like no one on the roster can make a play. Jalen uh, uh, Brunson can make some plays. Wes Matthews can make some plays. Harrison Barnes can make some plays. DeAndre can make some plays. They're not playmakers. Not yet. Jalen's not yet. And, man, they they need him. The Mavs need him. They need him as an asset. I mentioned, you know, the Mavericks taking an L because they saw that their asset was the, uh, you know, depreciated in value or, or whatever after this whole episode. And uh, the Mavericks need Dennis. The Mavericks need Dennis to be good because that is a huge asset that you cannot have go to waste. Oscar said Dennis is dropping a triple double. Dang man, I don't think did Dennis didn't drop a triple double last year at all. I don't think and that'd be tough for him. The rebounds is the hardest thing for him. He's smaller. He's around. He you know he plays around the perimeter a lot. Assists for him are hard too, especially with uh, it's just so up and down with guys hitting shots. Um, well I am posted a gif of a guy dancing in red and yellow and it looks like he's in like a fancy mcdonald's uniform maddie hoop says still think he'll be gone by the deadline i'm 50 50 about how i feel on this he'll show off running second unit and bring his trade value up hopefully we can still switch him for young another young player on a team with a log jam at the four and five spot just to get back even money and that's what I feel like a lot of people wanted. But you don't want to get back even money. You want to get a good trade back for him. Especially if, like I just said, he's one of your best assets. Should be your second best asset on the team on that rookie deal. JB says, I guess it means we aren't getting Aaron Gordon. Well, God, he's coming back. I already talked about that. Jeremy says, great. Luka Don, Doncic, Doncic with a ch at the end of a CH at the end of it instead of a C. Better late than never. That's true. It could have it could have never happened. Dennis coming back to the team definitely could have never happened. Damien says, I just want the best outcome with him back. Either he does what it takes to fit in and be here going forward, or or at least enhance his trade stock and Dallas feels better about potential trade offers. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of where we are. Um I'm interested in how much his trade stock can actually raise, though. How much can Dennis's trade stock go up? At this point, because we can't look back and pretend this episode never happened. <laughs> you just can't look back at it and be like, well, uh, yeah, that never happened. And uh, yeah, he's been fine and he's been a model citizen and he's just been, you know, such a great player for us. And <laughs> uh, he's never had, we've never had a problem with him. It's like what you write on a resume. Uh, you just like if something happens, if some kind of safety thing happens at your job, when your boss is talking to, you know, your future boss about this on, you know, on a, you know, an application or something, a job application, you put him as a reference. Well, has there been any, you know, problems with him? Has he ever been late for work? If you're late once, he can't say, no, you're never late for work. You've ruined that. Now, if you're late for work, your boss can never say to your next boss, 
No, he's never been late. Never been late once. You, you've taken that away from him. You've taken that ability for him to say that. If you have some kind of safety thing happen, it's like, well, has he ever had any problems you know, with the safety or you know, has he ever broken any rules? Once you do it once, it's done. He can't say no. Then he's just a liar. <laughs> and the Mavericks can no longer say that we've never had problems with Dennis. And that was the case up until up until you know this whole episode happened. It was the case, and it and uh, and now it's just it's open, <laughs> it's totally open. So I'm totally with you on that. Um, Carlos says, if I'm Dennis, I'm playing with a huge chip on my shoulder. As an MFFL, we better cheer loud as hell during player intros. At this point, this is the cards we've been dealt. We've got to roll with our guy. I'm going to be so fascinated to see how Mavericks fans respond to Dennis. Um, Carlos, I'm with you. I think Mavs fans should cheer for him. I think you guys should be excited that he's back and that he's with the team and be encouraging because, honestly, I think that if everybody listening right now just went and tweeted at Dennis and said, we want you here, we love you, we, you know, you can become this great player and said all these things, I honestly think that that would sway him in some way. <laughs> in some way, I feel like that could sway him. And I think the cheering is part of that, too. It's just this. We're behind you. We're with you. You know, we we love you. We want you to be part of this organization. And if you feel the love that way, it's gonna make you feel better about a situation. And so, I, man, if everybody listening right now just at Dennis Smith Jr. and you know says something good to him, whether on that's on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, I think he looks at Instagram more. So if you go into his Instagram, do that more. David Villanueva says, I don't think this means everything has magically gone back to normal, but it'll hopefully turn out to be growing pains for a young team. Both Rick and DSJ will have to compromise to make this work, which will help both sides if they remain together for the foreseeable future. That's also true. If you work through something and you get over something like this, like a fight, a mentioned relationship, if you get over a fight with your significant other, you're going to come out better if you if you get over that fight and you actually clear the air, if you actually you know make up for it, if you actually apologize, if you actually forgive the other person. Now, all those things have to happen in order for you to come out of that as a better person, as a better relationship, you know, improved in every way. You have to go through all those steps. You can't just fake it. And part of me feels, and I feel like a lot of people that are responding to this kind of feel like they're they're faking it to make it. Micah says, Rick and Dennis are going to be super awkward around each other. Totally agree with that. More so than if it was, than if, uh, more so than it was before Dennis disappeared. They're both not going to want to step on any toes. My prediction, someone gets pissed at the other, and Dennis is gone again. Then trade. Hate that this happened. Totally agree. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that sensitive. It is going to be sensitive, though. It's definitely going to be a sensitive thing. Um, SKO says, excited, happy, which is crazy. If I did not show to work for a week for no reason and ask my employer to find me a better job in a different firm, I probably wouldn't be welcome back with applause. Um, unless you signed a contract and unless you signed a contract with a union that's so good that allows you to miss games. And by the way, uh, I think it was sporting DFW pointed out that they can find him, which is yes, totally true. You can find Dennis if, if he's, you know, missing games. Uh, and he pointed out the example of Derek Rose last season when he missed a game for no reason. They just didn't even know where he was and couldn't find him. And he just totally missed the game. They find him for that. Um, and then Awesome Possum responds to SKO and says, not analogous at all. You weren't drafted by your employer. You chose them. If at any time you're unhappy, you can pursue other opportunities. Give two weeks notice and move on. It's true, I guess. Uh, Nito says, great. Sebastian says, awkward. C says, yeehaw. I don't know if I say that very much in my general life. Much needed. We need point guards. Completely agree they need point guards. Cole says, I love him for both sides. Hopefully he can run the second unit because we need playmaking bad. 
And Tony's Cleveland fan account, he's still out there, man. He's still, <laughs> Tony's Cleveland fan account is still out there. He's as excited. Babeltron is unsure. After all this drama, I still feel like it's forced. And I wouldn't want someone in Dallas that didn't want to be there. I can completely agree with that. Um, and I'm not sure. It's not that he doesn't want to be in Dallas. It's not, it's not about Dallas. It's, you know, it's not about the city. It's not about even the team. It's about one person. It's about, it's about Rick. And it's, well, I guess it's about two people. It's Rick and Luca. Rick, because of the situation he's been put in with Luca. <laughs> and it's not even about Luca as a person. It's about Luca as a basketball player. He's just too good. And Dennis, you know, either feels threatened or just his, his spot is right. All right. We got three more. Offseason mode engaged says needs to fire his representation and anyone in his ear about staying away from the team just needs to be jettisoned. I guess. I guess. Um, but he's also trusted, like Isaac said the other day, he's trusted them for a lot of other things. Maddie says, unless he developed a shot that doesn't look like an old dude chucking in a rec league and a better attitude, it don't, it don't matter. He doesn't look like he's an old dude chucking in a rec league because an old dude chucking in a rec league like puts the ball behind their head and shoots like the Larry Bird shot where it's like they pull it back behind their head and kind of slingshot it forward. I feel like that's the old dude in the, in the rec center. But it goes in every time and you would get mad because it just doesn't look like it should go in. And then Algo says, you up his value and ship him to Cleveland. I did not understand the Cleveland rumors. And if anybody was following this, what was the DFW sports guy or DFW sporting guy or something, that dude was talking out his ass about this whole thing. Uh, unless he's someone's burner account. Unless, like I said, when this whole when his whole thing first started, unless he's like Eddie Sefko's burner account or like Earl K. Sneed's burner account or somebody like that. That uh, or what if it's balling with Brian's burner account? <laughs> I don't think he had the sources to do it, but uh, yeah, unless he's somebody's burner account, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, all that stuff I think was just complete fake. Uh, it looked good though, and I I hope that it was somebody's burner account because that'd be so great. Um, but all right, there you go. That's how everybody's feeling about the Dennis thing. Dennis is gonna play. Like I mentioned, there's a game today at one o'clock Central Time against the Bucks, and there's a game on Tuesday night against the Clippers, and that's when Dennis will come back. And then the Mavericks play again on Friday. So they got two days in between their games. Uh, they have this back-to-back, -back, and then they play at home against the Pistons. So they have this home game against the Clippers, two days, and then against the Pistons. And so uh, something with Dennis could happen in those two days, or he could play again against the Pistons, and he's just kind of back at that point. And then they have another game on Sunday against the, uh, the Raptors, and then we're just at that point, you know, a week away from trade deadline, which is on the 7th, I believe, which is a Thursday. Uh, the Mavericks play a couple more games, a bunch more games until then. So, guys, we appreciate you listening to this on a Monday. And uh, thanks so much for being part of the community, the Raccoon Squad. By the way, I think it was somebody on iTunes said uh, Coon Squad. That is not what this is. It's Raccoon Squad, like the animal. It is not like Coon because that's apparently it's a – uh, racial term. I didn't know it was a racial term, by the way, when we started the raccoon squad. Um, but I say raccoon because of, uh, the John Mulaney, uh, Nick Kroll. <laughs> oh, hello. Which is a, a super funny thing on Netflix. If you go watch it, um, they say raccoon, like raccoon. And so if I pronounce it in a way that sounds like coon squad, that is definitely not what I mean. Um, it's raccoon squad. All right. So just wanted to point that out because somebody did screw that up and, uh, that's why. And there's a whole backstory about Isaac with the rac raccoons in his backyard, uh, and that's kind of how this whole thing happened. But th that's what we call the, the fans of this pod. So, guys, appreciate you listening. 
Go check out uh, my YouTube video about Luca being an all-star. Go vo vote for Luca. You can do it on Google. Just literally Google Google Luka Doncic all-star voting. And then, uh, yeah, go watch that video. And uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.